Welcome back, and thank you for listening to Xenozoic Xenophiles, a fan podcast devoted to the comic series Xenozoic Tales, a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs, from creator, writer, and artist Mark Schultz. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth, and this is a fan podcast. We're not affiliated with Mark Schultz, and the opinions expressed are just ours. We do this podcast simply because we enjoy reading and talking about Xenozoic Tales and other worlds created by Mark Schultz. In this episode, we're continuing our coverage of the four-issue miniseries Subhuman from the late 1990s. The series is written by Mark Schultz and Michael Ryan and features cover art and character designs by Mark with interior art by Roger Peterson. We'll be coming back to discuss more of Xenozoic Tales in the near future, but we also want to cover some of the other wonderful worlds created by Mark Schultz. For new listeners, we want to share a little bit about our title. Of course, the word Xenozoic is part of the title of the comic. Xeno is defined as something that is strange or foreign, while Zoic refers to a geological period of time. So Xenozoic basically means strange age. And a xenophile is someone who is interested in foreign lands and foreign cultures, and that word describes us perfectly, because we're definitely interested in foreign lands and cultures, just like those found in Xenozoic Tales and the other worlds of Mark Schultz. Of course, some of you might be familiar with the series under the title Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which has occasionally been used for reprint collections as well as for video games, board games, and an animated TV series. If you love these stories and the wonderful art, be sure to join the Facebook page Mark Schultz Xenozoic Tales and Other Stories for the latest official news and information. Since our last episode, the Kickstarter from Flesk Publications for the astounding worlds of Al Williamson and Mark Schultz came to a very successful close, and John Flesk has been keeping everyone updated on the progress of the books, including the new Carbon 4 art book from Mark and the new hardcover edition of Xenozoic. John Flesk always puts together beautiful books, so we're definitely looking forward to seeing these books and the prints as well. If you missed getting in on that campaign and want to pre-order any of those books, check out the Flesk Publications website. There may just be some time to get your order in. Mark Schultz is continuing his work on a new Xenozoic Tales graphic novel, and we'll all look forward to a Kickstarter from Flesk Publications for that book in the future. And we were very excited to see that Mark Schultz broke the news on his Facebook page that he has started a follow-up to his excellent book, Storms at Sea. We'll be covering that first book soon, and it's great to know that a follow-up book is in the works. John Fless shares some comments about this news, saying, As with all art and stories from Mark, there's no deadline set. We operate here at Flesk using the European-style model. This is defined by allowing the artist to fully finish their work with no schedule or deadline to guarantee the best vision possible. The first question that we will receive is, when will it be available? The answer is always, when it is done. We'll certainly do our best to be patient, and for now we'll encourage everyone to read or reread the initial Storms at Sea book in the meantime. It is wonderful, and you can pick up a copy from Flesk Publications. We hope you'll join us on social media to talk more about Mark Schultz and the world of Xenozoic Tales. Later in the episode, we'll share feedback and we'll provide our email address and other ways to contact us at the end of the show. Please feel free to write in any time and let us know what you think about the series. We'd love to know what you like best about the art and stories and how you first discovered Xenozoic Tales. Xenozoic Xenophiles is part of the Rad Adventures Network. If you enjoy the show, please consider checking out our other podcasts that are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and YouTube. 
Trekker Talk is a fan podcast devoted to the adventures of 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the pages of the sci-fi comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. And Warlord Worlds is a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of writer and artist Mike Grell, including the Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow. Mark Schultz, Ron Randall, and Mike Grell are our favorite comic creators. Their stories are always filled with adventure and interesting characters, and their art is excellent. We'll include links to those other podcasts in our show notes, but for now, let's talk about Subhuman Issue 4, right after this message from another podcast you might enjoy. Space. The final frontier. These are the recordings of the podcast Gimme That Star Trek. It's ongoing mission to explore all of Star Trek, to seek out new guests and new opinions, Boldly go where many have gone before. Give me that Star Trek. A new episode every month only at fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes. It's time to start the show. Check out the Bat Pod with your host, Bill Beer. This was, cucumber this sandwiches. was an issue. <laughs> yes, have you ever had a cucumber sandwich? And his co-host, Joey Galvez. I mean, I like it, you know, cucumber water. Have you ever had that? It's so refreshing. It's, it's, it's... Topic of the week. I really love the Michael Keaton Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. I thought you were going to mention Batman and Robin for a minute. <laughs> you know, George Clooney... Had you hello or character spotlights? The condiment king was a guy named Buddy Stanley, uh, okay. a former stand-up comedian. But you know, stump your co-host segments. Okay, where's your Batman card? Just go ahead and send that to me. Sorry, sorry, and we'll, and we'll rip bit. that up. <laughs> okay, you can find the Bat Pod on the NerdyLegion.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, and we are now on Stitcher. The Bat Pod is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Network. Your crime fighting collective, it's the bad pie. What the blue bacon? Subhuman number four, February 1999, Rapture and the Deep, Chapter 4. Written by Michael Ryan and Mark Schultz. Cover, Mark Schultz. Art, Roger Peterson. Ink assist, Mark Lipka. Colors, Dave Stewart. Letters, Tracy Moonsey. Designer, Leah Rubaki. Assistant editor, Mike Hansen. Editor, Philip Diamara. Publisher, Mike Richardson. Our story picks up with Krill Stromer aboard the Naiad in pursuit of Senator Keneally and his son. On the journey, Krill is joined by her trusted friends, including Captain Jubal Early, Engineer Nikolai Vakarios, Dr. Pandora Berquist, Dr. Miriam DeVrome, and Chief Researcher Amy Nishikawa. But Krill knows the outcome of the final battle will be up to her. Jubal Early approaches her and asks about her history and the battle ahead. He and his crew have sacrificed much, and he wants to know the whole story. Krill explains she is from an ancient line known as the Ange du Mer, or Angel Sharks, who have long battled the ancient mutated Urschleim, or the other, the evil corrupter of life, and its servants like Keneally. 
Creel also tells Early that her mother decided to break with tradition, to find a way to destroy the other once and for all, and free her family from their fate. But Creel feels her mother lost her way in that attempt. Creel decided to return to the teachings of her grandmother and built the XB-22 diving bell, which she was testing when she first encountered Early. Meanwhile, Senator Keneally's ship has reached its destination. He orders the immediate deployment of the XB-23 that he has developed. The ship's captain recommends delaying the mission because a massive storm is moving quickly in their direction, but Keneally disregards the captain. Instead, he turns to face his son and ominously tells him he has something he needs him to do. As the Nyad approaches, they see the XB-23 begin to be lowered into the ocean, and their radar notifies them that three torpedoes are headed their way. The Nyad launches hunter-seeker countermeasures, destroying the incoming torpedoes, but one of their hunter-seekers continues on course to Keneally's ship and explodes, and the ship begins to sink, dropping the XB-23 into the ocean. Giant, dark tentacles reach up from the seafloor and wrap around the XB-23, pulling it down into a cavern. Creel quickly changes into a diving suit and begins swimming toward the cavern. There she sees the XB-23 and notices that a crack is beginning to form in the capsule. It bursts apart and a giant creature rises from the diving bell and attacks her. Creel pulls out her knife as the creature wraps its tentacle-like arms around her and rips away her mask and air tanks. Just then, Jubal Early and Vic swim into view in diving suits, and they are holding spear guns. Both fire, and two spears hit the creature, causing it to release Krill. Krill's body begins to transform and becomes translucent as she calls out to all ocean life. She calls them her guardians and invites them to dinner. A look of fear passes over the creature's face as it is surrounded by all manner of sea creatures. As Krill, Early, and Vic return to the Nyad, they fire a torpedo into the cavern that explodes and seals the cavern closed. On the surface, Krill and the crew of the Nyad emerge from the sub as the sun begins to set. Krill turns to Early and explains that while they destroyed Keneally and his creature, the other still exists and is still a threat. She has signed a partnership with Nishikawa, and in exchange for access to her inventions, they will be financing a team to continue the battle. Krill wants Early to join her new team, which she names Storm Force 10. The cover features an appropriately creepy image of Krill underwater facing the creature that emerges from the XB-23. It does a great job of setting the mood just right for the story inside the issue. The back of the book again features some stunning development art, including blueprint-style images of the Nyad, as well as some amazing early drafts of unused cover sketches that are gorgeous. I really like the way this story is presented. We get just a brief page or two at the beginning setting expectations for what's to come, and then we get a couple of great pages of backstory as Krill explains the history of her family to Jubal Early. It feels like a natural place for the conversation as they have fought alongside each other long enough to fully trust each other, and it's at a point in the story where there is a natural pause in the action, and they have a realistic amount of time for the conversation as the Nyad continues in pursuit of Keneally. The issue then plunges right into the final confrontation, which is filled with page after page of wonderful art and suspense-filled action. 
The book is filled with great art. I love the image on page three that features Krill's grandmother and grandfather in battle. It looks very much like a pulp-era comic strip image similar to Flash Gordon, which fits the timeline perfectly. Page five is another great one, which features the storm as it approaches Keneally's boat. It also features a couple of great images of Keneally looking quite devious, as opposed to the look of hopeful acceptance on the face of his son, who clearly just wants to do anything to please his father. The images of the naiad on pages 6 and 7 have great composition that conveys the movement of the ship as they try to elude the torpedoes that have been fired at them. Page 12 was wonderfully creepy as Krill finds the XB-23 on the bottom of the ocean floor as it begins to crack open and the creature emerges. The battle between Krill and the creature is filled with lots of variety that moves quickly and keeps the action clear. And I really like the look of fear on the creature's face on page 20 as it is surrounded by all the sea life. This is a great ending to a very fun miniseries. The final page does such a nice job of setting up future adventures, and in my dreams, there are many, many more. It's wonderful and highly recommended if you can find the issues. Excellent job by Mark and the whole team. Next up is listener feedback when we share the emails and messages we've received since last time. Thanks to everyone for your comments. Your support and encouragement is great, and we appreciate everyone who took time to get in touch to share your thoughts. Mark Schultz took a few minutes out of his very busy schedule while working on the final items for the latest Kickstarter to say, As always, your latest podcast was beautifully done and reflected very well on Subhuman. Thanks again for the care you put into these. You continue to make me and the people I work with look very good. And of course, I'm always hoping that at least a few from younger generations discover the work through you. You are so very kind to us, Mark, and we're happy if we can help anyone else discover Subhuman. It's such a wonderful series. Paul Hicks commented, Never read these, but they sound fabo. Thanks for writing, Paul, and we wish you good luck in finding them in your part of the world. Doug Meyer was excited when he saw our episode and posted and said he was happy to let us know that he has the entire Subhuman series. Awesome, Doug. Mark, a.k.a. Green Lantern HG, wrote, Fantastic episode, guys. A dark menace? A secret society? One person is the only hope? What's not to love about this series? Yes, we certainly agree with you, Mark. What's not to love? The storytelling is suspenseful. It makes you want to know what's behind it all and what will happen next. Later, Mark also let us know that Xenozoic Xenophiles was the very first podcast he ever tried out. He wrote that we opened his eyes to a universe of podcasts, and I can never be grateful enough, he said. We're so glad you discovered our podcast and have gone on to listen to many others. We think the Comics Podcast Universe is a great place to discover new comics, have interesting conversations, and best of all, to make new friends like you. Thanks again for listening and for your ongoing support, Mark. And we want to send a special thank you to Chris Mounts for his fun post promoting our recent episodes. He posted... Tune in to Xenozoic Xenophiles to hear Ruth and Darren review Mark Schultz's Subhuman and get all of your hot bathysphere talk. Good fun, Chris. Thank you. And Good Game Designs also kindly promoted us, saying, Check out the new episode of Xenozoic Xenophiles. Not only is it a great podcast, but they also talk about Dino Proof. Thanks a lot. We were happy to share about your game, and we hope people check it out. Next, we want to extend our thanks to everyone who supported the show on social media since last episode. These are people who commented or shared posts for us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and we sincerely appreciate all that support. 
Before we start, let me say if we miss a name, just let us know and we'll correct it next time. And please forgive us if we mispronounce your name. Just write to let us know and we'll be sure to correct that next episode as well. Aaron Humphreys, Anthony Klosowski, Aaron Rice, Austin Appleby, Bill Beer of the Too Old Too New Podcast and the Bat Pod, Bob Kidd, Brian Mulvey, Camillus Peluso, Chris at BTOM Bat Books of the Professor Frenzy Show, Chris Smouts, Colin Stapleton of the Worst Comics Podcast Ever, Darcy Draws, David Smith, Dennis Clark, Derek William Crabb of the Fanholes Podcast, Doug Meyer, Dr. G. Man of Nerdology of the Pulp to Pixel Podcasts, Dusty Boyd, Eric Rivera, Frank Petrick, Fred Fred, Gary Woolard, Gene Hendricks from the Hammer Strikes and Anime Freaks, Jerry Green of the Professor Frenzy Show, Glenn Allen of Good Game Designs, Glenn Crane, Green Lantern HG, James Mayhew, Jean-Luc Serrano, Jeffrey Willis of the Hollow World Blog and Wave Your Geek Flag, John Baker who does sci-fi TV reviews at Three of My Space and Beyond the Rim, John Schaefer-Hames from the Married with Comics podcast, Karen Williams of the Sweet Between the Pages blog, Corey Furman, Larry Munoz, Lawrence Levine, Leonard Peterson, Longbox Crusade podcast with Pat, Jared, Jason, and Delvin, Luis Guelmo del Corral, Manuel Mendoza, Michael Sincavage, Mike Mayo, Paige Grow, Paul Daly, Paul Hicks of Waiting for Doom and the DC OCD podcast and the Gary podcast, Peter Noga, Professor Allen of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Randy Andrews, the sci-fi guy of Soundtrack Alley, Rick Sellers, Scott Connor, Scott Morris, Podcrasher Tim Price, Vic Sage of the Retroist and Radio Memories podcast, Vlad Pitnicki, Warren Montgomery of Will Ill Comics, William Palomino, William Payne, William Weatherington, and Zeb Oswalt. Thank you all so much, and we'll be right back after this short message. To confront the ultimate killers, I must construct the ultimate alias. Hey, who is that lady? I think she could fly. To combat the murderers who destroy my family, crush my own life on their way to consuming everything, I must become a greater, more fearsome destroyer. Hey, man, somebody killed this lady. To track down the animals who prey on the innocent, I must stalk them first. I am no longer their quarry. I am the Huntress. You can listen to the Huntress Podcast online at thehuntresspodcast.com, at Apple Podcasts. Go to Twitter at Huntress Podcast. And again, this shares a feed with the Batgirl Cassandra Kane Podcast. Cheers. It was 1938. The country continues its slow recovery from the Great Depression, while war clouds loom throughout Asia and German aggression builds in Europe. Americans seek comfort and distraction. It was a time when the most popular form of entertainment was radio, but a new form had been growing steadily and was set to explode. It was to become the golden age of the American comic book. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. Please join us as we explore comics in the Golden Age between 1938 and 1955. All genres will be discussed, from superheroes to crime, horror, science fiction, humor, and western. So join us for the Comics in the Golden Age podcast, available through iTunes and Stitcher, and visit us on Facebook or at comicsinthegoldenage.com.
Before we go, we want to provide our contact information. Please let us know your thoughts through email, Facebook, or Twitter. If you want to contact us directly or have something you would like to have read on the show, then please send us an email at xenozoicxenophiles at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Xenozoic Xenophiles, and you can also visit xenozoicxenophiles.com for links to our social media pages. You can listen to our shows through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Spotify, and all of our episodes are always available at xenozoicxenophiles.com. You can also find the show on YouTube as part of the Rad Adventures Podcast Network. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. On the Rad Adventures YouTube channel, you'll find all of the episodes of all of our podcasts, including Xenozoic Xenophiles, as well as Trekker Talk about 23rd Century Bounty Hunter Mercy St. Clair by Ron Randall, and Warlord Worlds about the comic creations of Mike Grell, including the Warlord, John Sable, and Green Arrow. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. Every review helps the podcast be more likely to show up in search results. And on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel and give us some likes on the videos. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll come back next time for another new episode of Xenozoic Xenophiles. Xenozoic Xenophiles is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. For more information, please visit comicspodcasts.com. We are not affiliated with Mark Schultz or the various companies that have published the series. The views expressed on the show are solely ours. Music is taken from the album, Movie Tunes, Background Music, Songs and Loops, Volume 2. We make no money from this podcast and no copyright infringement is intended.